Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on. My uncle was just sharing another edition of Bears Nation podcast preview episode. And the gang is all here. Myself, Jake Hassan, joined by Kevin Lapka, Chris Nano, and Josh Lyles. We're all here this week to preview the Bears' upcoming matchup against the Detroit Lions. The Bears desperate for a win, sitting at 4-5 and five right now, trying to get back on track. Lions come to town. Matt Stafford playing some of his best football, 19 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. Unfortunately, the Lions don't really have a full team around him. They are also scuffling at 3-4-1. So, boys, we kick it off with the Lions coming to town. Both of these teams struggling, trying to stay afloat. What are our initial thoughts coming into this game? Kevin, we can start with you. Well, this is a prime opportunity for this team to kickstart a winning streak and kickstart a little bit of momentum. When you look at the Lions' defense, they rank 31st in the NFL by yards per game. So you want to talk about a game where the offense can get rolling this is it so i mean we have to see it we got to see the run game we got to see Mitchell Trubisky have a good game against this Lions defense which he did do last year you remember one of the best games of Mitchell Trubisky's year uh career occurred last year against the Lions through for about 350 yards and three touchdowns a lot of hype in that game and i think a lot of people including myself are expecting that type of Mitchell Trubisky out there on Sunday so no better chance uh to start some momentum gain some momentum and get a little win streak going then on Sunday Sunday against the Detroit Lions. Yeah, um, you know, the, the Lions, Matthew Stafford's been playing out of his mind. Um, their their defense, like you said, is not very good. So um, this is a perfect opportunity for the Bears to, to get it rolling on offense, like exactly what Kevin said. Um, you know, I'm expecting more of a balanced attack. Um, you know, I, I hope I hope we can see Mitch roll out more, um, have him use his feet. I think this is a game where, where he can definitely do that and, and have some success. So, um, it's going to be a close game, like you guys said. I mean, both teams are are fighting for a win. They both need a win desperately. Um, so yeah, but uh, I'm I'm expecting good things in this game. So if a trend continues, a trend that we've seen <laughs> all season, and Mitch Trubisky isn't able to do what he's supposed to do, what are what are, what's another key to the game? Like what? How can we win this game without Mitch Trubisky? Or is that even possible? I mean, you could definitely win this game. It's absolutely possible. I would like to see Nagy go back to the run. Um, I mean, we, he tried against the Eagles, and obviously we all know how that first half went. So you're hoping for more of a run game production like we got against the Chargers. But the Lions aren't the Eagles. I, I think their defensive line especially isn't nearly as good. I think there's going to be some holes there. There's going to be 
some opportunity there, especially if a certain switch that we're expecting to happen or we're thinking is going to happen ends up coming to fruition. But we'll get to that uh, in a minute or so. But I think you can definitely win this game. I, I think this is a great opportunity for Mitch to find himself and get settled. Yeah, I mean, we talk about it every week. I literally bring it up every episode because that's how crucial it is. And it's about gaining momentum and getting a hot start to get some confidence and get some momentum going forward. And again, you face the 31st passing defense in the Detroit Lions on Sunday. So you want to talk about consistency. You want to talk about starting a little streak of confidence. We have talked about how the fact that Mitch Trubisky hasn't been in great situations to gain in momentum. I mean, he had momentum going early in the year against the Washington Redskins and people were thinking, okay, this is where where Mitchell Trubisky heats up. He goes out early against the Vikings. He hasn't had a, a, a nice amount of time to get into a groove. But at this point, against this Lions defense, it is the literally the perfect opportunity. You're at home. It's Chicago Bear football weather. You know what you've done to this team in the past. It's nothing new. This is the same Matt Patricia coach team. Schematically, you should know what to expect uh, to a certain standpoint. So I'm expecting Mitch to have a good game. And, and I don't care what your opinion of him is. Any quarterback can have a good game in any given day. Anyone can win a football game on any given day. And I think uh, it's Mitch Trubisky's day on Sunday. And he's got to take advantage of the opportunity and, and take advantage of this moment and get this team started. So to answer your question, really, I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily come down to Mitch Trubisky. There's a lot of other things that go into this football game. But I am fully expecting Mitch Trubisky to have a good game. And if he doesn't, uh, they can still win the game. But uh, I'm expecting him to have a good game. So it, it's going to be all uh, Mitchell on Sunday. I just think, I mean, this is one of those games where there's absolutely no excuse for the Bears offense to start off slow. Um, I mean, it's just, it's so frustrating. You know, every first half seems like, you know, nothing's working. And then the second half, they pick it up. We need a, we need a consistent game from this offense throughout all four quarters. Um, you know, if they do that, I, I definitely think we can beat the Lions. And, you know, as good as our defense is with the way Matthew Stafford's playing right now, I mean, I think he can light it up against just about anybody. Um, you know, and, and the Lions do have some weapons on offense. So um, this is not a team that we should take lightly at all. Um, but it's a divisional game, so I don't think they would regardless. But um, I just need to see the offense be consistent throughout all four quarters. Um, and, you know, like like I brought up earlier, just have a balanced attack. I, I think we can definitely uh, move the ball down on this um, on this Lions defense. So, um, yeah, like Kevin said, I mean, I'm expecting good things from Mitch in this game. Um, you know, he's he's. He's taken a lot of criticism, so you know, show me what you got. I mean, I mean the show taking, me. He, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead Jake. I was, no, I mean, I want you to give your thoughts. It was your question, so I give you the opportunity no, no, to answer no. your own question. It's okay. I just, uh, I mean, I'm falling on that that Chris villain train. Like, I, I just, like, I want to, I want to back him up because, I mean, we've all seen it on Twitter too, and I think a couple of us have mentioned it, but like. Trubisky's a good guy, you know, like he's a leader, blah, 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 all that, that stuff that you want, like he's a hard worker, blah, like everything, like even his, his interviews, you're just, you're just on his team, just like, man, I want you to succeed so bad, but uh, we're just not seeing it, and even, let's say, I, I hope it's not, but it, last season is his peak, let's just say that that's as good as he's gonna get, well, I don't want that as my franchise quarterback in that, I know we have what eight more games left um oh. and not or what was it seven more games i don't know it eight. Is, eight more games left um 
and a lot can happen in those eight games, but there's just been no evidence. And that's what's just kind of, I'm not saying it's a lost season yet. Cause it, like, like I just said, eight, eight more games, but man, there's just this shadow over our heads that is just annoying. But I, right, right now we're talking about the Detroit Lions and yes, I, I think they can win. Um, I just, I think Mitch Trubisky has to be somewhat of an NFL quarterback for us to get this win, or it's just going to look like every other game we've played. No, you're the thing is my point was going to be with Chris. You said that it's show me what you got. Well, we've been waiting for Mitch Trubisky to show us what he's got seemingly all season. And he hasn't shown us anything. And so it's getting concerning to a point where, all right, dude, like, it's the Lions, and we know that he does well against them. And granted, the Lions are giving up 424 yards per game, which ranks second to last in the league. So you have an opportunity here. Their defense can be beat, so now you have to do it. You have to make it happen. And so, I mean, if he can't against the Lions, I mean, you're going to have some issues. But hopefully he gets into that groove. Like Kevin said, he had that Week 10 game last year where he had probably the best game of his career. So do it. Let's make it happen. What is your confidence level on a scale of one to 10 that Mitch can make something happen against the Lions that he has a good game. I'm talking like no interceptions, clean game where you come away saying, all right, that's really good. I I feel really good about this. I'm at an eight and I, and you guys are going to call me crazy, but I'm at an eight. Look, I don't care if he throws interceptions. All I want to see them do is attack downfield and be aggressive. If he throws an interception or two, but he throws three touchdowns, I could care less. I mean, last week, it's, it's to me, what happened last week was the issue was they did not attack that defense. And you just got to let it loose. I don't care where you're at with your confidence right now. You just got to let it loose and let it fly a little bit. You know, that Eagles secondary last week, Loud, pretty much the most big plays in the NFL coming into that game. They're one of the worst secondaries. Coming into Detroit, it doesn't get much better. And you're at home, you have no excuses. Let it fly a little bit. I mean, you let it fly one time last week, and it works out 53 yards to Taylor Gabriel. Design deep routes and just throw the ball around. And, I, again, if he throws two interceptions, I don't care if he makes up for it with three touchdowns. You know, if you look at people who advocate for Matt Stafford, he throws the bad passes all the time. I mean, that's what he does. He tries to fit the ball in the tight windows. He's super aggressive, but it pays off when he makes fantastic plays down the field. So, for me, Mitchell Trubisky, I'm at a very, very high confidence level because I think a, a truly important thing is this is a defense he's seen before. It's nothing new. The Saints, kind of a new defense to him. The Chargers, kind of a new defense to him. Things, a little bit of adversity he hasn't seen before. Against the Detroit Lions, again, we've mentioned it. His best, One of his best games as a Chicago Bear occurred against the Lions last year. He knows how to dissect this defense. And a big important thing that happened in that game was he was taking shots downfield. He wasn't afraid to throw it down to Trey Burton, down to Allen Robinson, down the field in the end zone. So I'm at a high confidence level. I truly am. And I think... You know what's going on. Uh, it's gonna. He's gonna get out of his head in this game. Matt Nagy's gonna say, "Let's let it fly a little bit and let's just play football against this Detroit Lions defense that we know is 31st in pass." Quick take on Sunday. Yeah, just, just to go, uh, Jake. Just to go back on my point about the show me what you got uh, about Mitch. I think it, it's literally just to explain that it's pretty much what you said. I mean, we're at rock bottom right now, and and my point was basically if he, if he can't get it going against Detroit. Then I mean we, we're we're having like serious issues I, I'd say um, 
and just for the just for the sake of argument, I know you guys might get pissed at me, but um, what do you think? Do you guys think they ever pull Trubisky for Dan- for Chase Daniel at any point in the season? Absolutely not. I just yeah, I don't, you know no no. I mean, you. I was actually reading uh, something about this right before the episode while we were waiting for Josh to fix his headphones. I was doing a little bit more research, and it was just saying how you know Chase Daniel brings absolutely no upside to the offense, and we, that's that's what we talk about Chase Daniel. And I know you know the offense can be maybe a well-oiled machine with him, but you just gotta you, you get nothing out of it. And with Mitchell Trubisky, I still have that inner feeling that he has the ability from what we saw last year. I still feel like it's there and he just has to reach it and hit that core. With Chase Daniel, there's none of that. There's no, oh, I'm waiting for Chase Daniel to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns because I know he has that. I know he could throw the, the ball down the field well. It's not there for me. Uh, I think we all see upside in Mitchell Trubisky. No matter how you feel about him, you know he has some kind of potential and it's just not there right now. So, um Chase Daniel to me, not an option whatsoever. There's a lot more uh, that can be brought to the table with Mitch Trubisky, no matter what's going on. Agreed. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Like you said, no upside to Chase Daniels. It, it, I think Chase Daniel. Sorry, let me correct myself. Um, but yeah, I. It would just be pointless. I think they would want to finish out the season to see if they need to extend him or not, and uh, with Trubisky. And I, I think it's pretty clear what's what's going to happen, um, but I don't know. Trubisky's Trubisky's our quarterback for the rest of the season. I, I don't I don't foresee Chase Daniel going in there. Yeah, I mean, there's I don't think there's any way you use Chase Daniel because, and I mean, we talked about it a little bit before. It's a confidence thing with the whole team. If you put Chase Daniel in there, you're pretty much saying or sending the message that. All right, we're done. You know, we're putting in Chase Daniel. We don't expect anything else to happen this season. You know, we're punting for next year. Yeah, and, I, it's, it's just yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Is this something I wanted to bring up uh, just for argument's sake? Just because I, you know, I mean, if, if he, I, I'm just if Mitch doesn't pick it up in this game, I mean, I'm just I'm I'm worried about what's gonna happen. Um, just I'm just about the the you know how the team, you know, moves forward. It's, it's kind of something just worrying my head. Um, but, you know, I, I just to an- go back to answer that, that confidence question. Honestly, I'm, you know, I, I've been, I've been criticizing Mitch a lot. And then every time the podcast rolls around, I, I just, I can't, I can't stick with the criticism. Like, I feel like there's something that that's telling me like, he's going to break out. He's going to break out. And I know we've been saying it every week, but it's like, we saw it last year. I mean, he can have those decent games where he can he can win us the football games. Um, but it, it's just, I mean, I, who who knows what what really is going on in his head? Um, but I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say a seven. I'm gonna say a seven. I think he has a decent yeah. game. I think he has his best game of, of the year. Um, and this this um, Lions defense is not good. I mean, we we've been talking about it throughout this podcast since it started. They're just not a good defense. So, I, I mean, I'm at a seven right now. I think um, Allen Robinson is going to have a huge game. Um, and and I'd, I'd like to see David Montgomery get it going on the ground again as well. I have a question for you guys, uh, just about Mitchell Trubisky and what he provides. If Would you rather have a quarterback that throws it down the field a ton but is pretty productive but throws interceptions – 
or a quarterback like where Mitchell Trubisky's at, where they don't really throw it down the field a ton. He's not really throwing interceptions, but he's just not getting anything done uh, pretty much anywhere on the field. Because, you know, everyone right now, what is everyone on Twitter doing? They're saying, oh, we want Jake, like, you know, where's Jake Cutler in this type of offense? That's what we want. Why do you think people are advocating for that? I mean, we know what type of quarterback Jake Cutler is. He's the guy that's going to throw it down the field, and he doesn't give a shit about it. Pardon my friend. He doesn't give a crap about it. Um and people are advocating for that because that's what they want to see out of Mitch Trubisky in this offense. And I think that's why I want to ask you guys this question. You know, if they start to do that and if they do attack, you know, do you care if he throws a few interceptions, if they're getting touchdowns out of it uh, and, and more yards down the field and more aggressiveness down the field that can open up other things? What are your guys' thoughts on that? Like, uh, you know, a guy who throws it down the field more versus where kind of Trubisky's at right now. Oh, this is, I mean, this is an easy answer for me. This is one reason why I've always stuck up for Jay Cutler is because, I mean, excuse my language, but he had balls. And, you know, at times he didn't, you could could argue he didn't care or whatever his body language, but Jay Cutler wasn't afraid. And and I feel like that's, that's the type of quarterback we need. Um, I, I'm I'm totally okay with with him throwing interceptions as long as you know like it, it's gonna happen. It's part of football, and and like I always say, I mean the defense is trying to win the game too, so you know they, they're gonna be trying to play their best as well, and they're gonna make plays. Um, but you know if if you have a quarterback that that's you know throwing the ball down the field, and with guys like Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, even Taylor Gabriel as a deep threat, I mean we we have the options to to throw the ball down the field. Um, so I I mean at this point. Like we've mentioned, it can't get worse. So, I mean, just try to attack deep uh, and see where it leads you because we haven't done that all year. So to answer your question, I'd 100% rather have a quarterback that throws it down the field. No no question about it. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. Like, you need to have those deep threats available if you want to be an offense that can move and can get those explosive plays and score points in a hurry. So, yeah, I'm with Chris. I'm in the same boat. I mean, we were fine last season um, with someone who didn't do the explosive plays. I, I think I think what Trubisky brings, if he can do what he's good at, and I, I think we saw it in, which game was it, our last win with him yes, in it. Uh, the Redskins game, the Redskins game. We saw it in the Redskins game. We were all super excited. Let the defense and special teams win you your games. So um, manage the game well, Trubisky, and that's – I mean, and get first downs, keep the defense off the field, time management, uh, own the clock, and and let your defense and special teams win with their skill and talent, and then let your playmakers have the ball. Um, I'm not looking for an Aaron Rodgers like we talked about that. We're looking, I, me personally, I would rather the slants, the inaccurately. I, I think, ah man, I, I think I'm really passionate about a certain subject, and I just, I, I'm trying my hardest to to not be mean to Mitch Trubisky, but I think we're at the point where like we, we can start saying words like he's inaccurate. We can start saying words like he's just not very good. And I, I hate saying that out loud because we've, we've been very like, we've been advocates for him. We've been defending him, but just, just watch, watch the tape, like watch the games and he, he overthrows players left and right. And um, I, I'm really not trying to, to, turn our podcast against him but i'm just trying to be realistic you know um and so go ahead 
Go ahead. Well, that well, that's what I'm saying is like you, you talk about the inconsistency and the inaccuracy, you know, mid range, short routes, option routes, out routes, you know, all these slam routes, and he's not hitting those receivers. So to me, it's like, what do you have to lose? Uh, going downfield you know what I mean like if you're not hitting these things down low and you're not doing anything productive I'd rather have him try to throw it downfield and maybe get intercepted a few times but if it's working in the long run it's going to open up so many more things for this offense I mean they, they can't even spread out the defense the way they're running it right now uh, and I don't know I really don't know if it's Matt Nagy not calling aggressive play calls deep or if Mitchell Trubisky just not taking the shot um, but when you're, when you're, all you're doing is attacking these slant routes and these out routes and these short, you know, five to 10 yard routes, it, the secondary isn't going to do anything. They're going to, uh, understand that we can play underneath all game and not have to worry about over the top. So to me, again, you, you Josh, and the reason why I'm reacting to this is Josh is mentioning the fact that he has been an inconsistent and it, uh, quite frankly, inaccurate quarterback all year in that middle range of the field. So there's, there's just, to me, nothing to lose uh, from going deep, especially in this game against Detroit, against this type of defense. You know, give your guys a chance downfield. We've seen what Allen Robinson can do in a jump ball. I don't, it, it, at this point, we as, as low as the offense has gotten, anything to make, to make it work. And I think going down the field and attacking and being aggressive is a possible solution uh, going forward and in what I would want to see out of the offense because of his inconsistency uh, and, and inaccuracy mid-range. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, Josh, I, I honestly, at this point, I don't think anybody can blame you for for saying what you're saying. I mean, Kevin, Jake, I mean, at this point, can can anyone like bash that opinion? I, I mean, I feel like that's just what it is. Um, but but, you know, Kevin brings up a, a good point. You know, it's just at this point, I don't see what you can lose. I really don't. Um I've seen people say we should tank, which makes absolutely zero sense. Uh, we don't have a first rounder, so. Yeah, so I mean, you either ride with this with this QB or you don't. I mean, it's just that simple. He's gonna be the QB for the rest of the season. We're not tanking, um, and they're gonna still give it their all. They're they're you know as hard as it seems to believe they're gonna still be fighting for the playoffs. They're still fighting for the playoffs right now. So I mean, they're 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 still giving it a go. Um, so I, that's just how I view it at this point. Yeah, I mean, tanking would be an option that you don't want to do. Again, you don't have that first-round pick. You're not trying to get into the top 10 for the second round because you already have two second-round picks. If you really, really want to be at the top of the second round, you can package those picks. But at this point, you have to try and win these games. You can't just give up on the season because that's also just not the culture you've built. That's not the way this team is built. I mean, Alan Robinson said it this week. He said there are no quitters in this locker room. I mean, and we know about that culture. There's no one's going to just give up and die uh, on this team. And and you're not you're not eliminated from playoff contention, whether you like it or not, whether you're a hater or not, whether you're a hater or uh, a, a guy with a lot of confidence with the team. They're not eliminated. You know, things crazy things can happen in this league, in this sport, any given Sunday. So. Um, tanking is just probably the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my whole life, especially because you would give the Raiders a higher pick uh, for the Cleo Mack trade, which would give them a lot more value and uh, kind of the upside on that trade. So you don't, you just don't want to do that. And there's no way the guys on the field are going to even come remotely close to that. And I, I completely agree with that. Like I, I'm not giving up. It's just hard to watch. It's hard to talk about Mitch Trubisky with, with like, we say this every week, like, okay, this yeah. is the week. This is the week he's going to come back yeah. and he's going he's gonna to be great. And we say that every single week. And I just want to make sure that we're not just being uh, blindly optimistic. Like, we're, I want to make sure that we're saying 
out loud to the fans, to everybody who listens to us, whoever that is, Mitch Trubisky has been bad. And we have we have hope that he's going to be good. <laughs> and that's just because we're fans, and that's just because uh, we, we want it to be true. And it's because we have hope that, I mean, we're not knocked out of the playoffs yet. Like, we know that. So any chance there is to win, we're going to hang on to that because that's what we want. And, yeah, so anyways, that's where I stand. Like, I just... Yes, I want Trubisky to be good. Like, I, who who wouldn't want that? It's just hard to look at the, watch these games and be like, geez, like, I got to go on a podcast and somehow be optimistic. Um, and it's hard. So I, I think that's where the optimism comes is because the Lions are also in a similar situation where they are having issues and they are having their own problems where they – are also trying to find themselves. So I think this Bears team that is desperate for a win, I think they should be able to capitalize on that, right? They should they should be able to smell the fear from the Lions. You mean sure. like what wait, so say that again, what do you mean by the fear of the Lions? Just like explain. I feel I feel like the Lions are desperate too. Oh, like they're okay. desperate trying to keep their heads above water. Yeah, I mean they, so, they're in a similar spot, really. Right. And so I think the Bears and I mean, last year, when the Bears came across a struggling team, they were able to just jump on them and tear them apart, like with the Vikings. Every time the Bears played the Vikings last year, they could smell that desperation, that fear. They could, I feel mm-hmm. like they capitalized on that. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead. No, I mean, it, it, it's just they want to put them out. They want to put them away. I mean, why do you think the Bears decided that week 17, we don't want to rest our starters. We want to put away the Minnesota Vikings and, and see the Eagles in the playoffs. And no matter what happened in the outcome, they were able to uh, eliminate a division opponent from making the playoffs in 2018. So anytime you have an opportunity like this to put a team away, especially a divisional opponent, uh, and, and you know that they're in a similar spot, you got to take advantage of it. And quite frankly, they didn't do that last week because if they had – you know, beat the Eagles, they'd be in a similar spot. This Bears struggling a little bit, kind of uh, put down an NFC wildcard candidate uh, a little lower in the rankings, but they didn't do that. But this week, you know, against a division opponent, it, it's elaborated even more. So it's a huge, huge opportunity for them to kind of, you, you know, nearly put away the Lions because they'd be 3-5-1 and one with the tie. It's hard for them to do much uh, and make much of a statement, especially with the the way that their defense is. So they're definitely going to be ready to go. And I expect, you know, that's the other thing, too. I mean, what we haven't seen fire from this team at all. And I think you guys can agree with that. We haven't really seen the aggressiveness. And I saw photos today uh, or yesterday on Twitter of – the team from 2018 uh, and all these pictures they were taking after interceptions and, you know, some of these faces they were making, like Mitchell Trubisky against the Lions last year, that aggressive face that he made that turned into a gif. We haven't seen that from this team. That's what I want to see. I want to see aggressiveness. I want to see fire. I want to see passion. And with that will come a huge beatdown of the Lions and, and, and like Jake is mentioning, just the fire to put a team away. Yeah, no, I mean, 100%. Uh, that that's I feel like that's been – you know, one of the main problems that no one's been talking about it. It just, I think um, our, our buddy Greg Bragg brought it up uh, when he jumped on the podcast. They're just, you know, they they, they started taking everything so serious, mm-hmm. um, and and they, you know, they, they just they, they're just not not having fun, I guess you could say. Um, and and they lost that juice, and you know, with that juice comes comes wins, in my opinion, because look, this team is so talented that. You know, just playing off off that that juice and momentum, I feel like could could get us wins by itself. Totally. Um, yeah, and and I and I mean, like exactly what what uh what Jake said. 
this this Lions team, they're, they're desperate. Okay, they're they're coming into Chicago. Uh, they need to pick up a win. This is the perfect opportunity to gain momentum, flip the season around. And I know we've said it. I know we've said it. But I mean, something's got to give, in my opinion. Uh, I I just I this team is still talented from top to bottom. And and you know I'll, I'll die on that hill if I have to. But uh, I'll say that every week. So three thoughts. Um, one, um, is it GIF or is it GIF? GIF. Go ahead. Chris, I was responding to Kevin. Jeff, all day. Oh, no, oh, it's man. clearly Jeff. I, I, I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, number two, if if we do get the win, do you think um, Club Dub's coming back? Oh, I saw this question. And, and I say yes. I say 100% yes. And 100%. to me, there's... It can't be no. I mean, this team is built on, and not Club Dub, but they're built on that energy. And if you take that away after a victory, you're taking the culture of the team away. So I don't care if they're 3-5 and five and they win a game. That's your culture. That's your team. That's what you've built here at Hallis Hall. You do it. No matter where you're at, uh, and especially at this point, you know maybe if you're three and ten, you won't really do it because the season's over. But when you're still in contention here and you still have a chance to gain momentum, there's no better way to do that. I mean, they they feed off of Club Dub as crazy as it seems. It's just a locker room dance party. They feed off of it. The players look forward to it after the game. They 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 get excited about it, and it's it's a part of the culture and it's what drives them. Um, so to me, if they win, 100% do Club Dub, and that'll kickstart some confidence, some momentum in that itself. Yeah, I I definitely think I definitely think they would. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. If if they if they win this game, uh, especially you know, in I, I don't know how to, I don't know the words, but if, if they win this game, you know, comfortably, uh, that's the word I was looking for. Um, I definitely think uh, I, I would be worried if they didn't. Uh, I feel like you know they, they that's it, like you said. I mean that that's part of the culture of this Bears team. We saw it last year, um, and and that and it goes back to the point of you know th- this. A win in this game could could turn the season around, um, and and you know cl- club dub is something that that energizes the guys. So uh, I, I definitely I would be worried if they win this game and and they didn't to be honest. Yeah, I think it opens to like to Kevin's point. They kind of feed off it. It it seems like and it seems like it's something that I mean just if you win, you know it, it's an accomplishment. I I think it makes it makes them hungry in a way to do it more to get back to that. 2018-19 feel and I think that would be a good start for that and then my third thought was um last year we were projected to be eight and eight um, even with Khalil Mack on the team like that was just that was a pretty wide range of people predicting our, our record um and so do you think potentially we are just building off our our what's the words I'm trying to say? Do you understand where I'm trying to go with this? So last year, like we, we over exceeded where we were supposed to be last year. And then this year we're where we're, we were supposed to be in the, the building of our team. Is there any chance of that? I'm, I'm just wondering your thoughts on, on that. Like maybe, I don't really maybe we're see it on like track. That. Maybe we're on track. That's an interesting point. It is an interesting point, but you, you, you can never look at it that way because although maybe that was an expectation, it's been a regression. So although it was an expectation to be 8-8, eight eight, they were 12-4. And, and 
you know, no matter what you say about it, they were 12 and four. They go down to three and five right now. Uh, and no matter what happens, even if they do end up 11 and five, that's a technical regression from 2018. So I don't look at it like the fact that, oh, this is kind of where the progression should be with the development of this team. I, you can't look at it that way, uh, in my opinion. But it, it is an interesting point to bring up. But with the talent that this team has, if you do end up at 88, there's no excuses for that. I don't care how young the players are or whatnot, how young the head coach is and how, how much experience he has. With the talent and with what they were in 2018, you just have to look at it. you got to be just as good uh, as you were in 2018, if not better, if you want to keep a, a, an inclining progression of this organization. Look, if you do it once, you can do it again. And, I, I, and since the Bears did it last year, you know, Record-wise, I wasn't necessarily expecting them to build on it, but you know, I was expecting them to build on on the culture, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm sure, you know, I don't think any of us in here had had us uh, winning more than 12 games, correct? 12 or more. I I think we were all around 10, maybe 11. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I mean, I'm sh- we we didn't uh, we didn't expect this team to 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 you know be over 12 wins but you know we I I think we all still felt that they could easily win this division and they could easily make the playoffs and you know that hope is still there so um you know I I I think I think we we can save that argument for for later maybe but it you know it it, that's definitely a great point I see exactly what you're saying it's interesting it's a very weird spot to be in I feel like we're in right now yeah it's I mean it's weird and it's and it's different but it, it can't you can't repeat history you can't go 12 and 4 in the fashion that they did uh the exact same way you know everyone's journey is different no matter how the end result is the journey is always going to be different so for them you know we always talked and even myself throughout the first you know five or six games throughout the year i made a ton of comparisons to the 2018 team and say oh they started three and three as well and as much as you want it to be exactly the same, sometimes it is a little bit different, uh, you know. So, uh, I, and I'm okay to that. I'm, I'm okay with adversity and a different journey as long as the end result is the same. So, it, it's not about how you get there. It's how about you, how you write your story. So, uh, let's just say that hopefully this Bears win is uh, uh, if against the Lions is the start of the Super Bowl DVD, uh, if it's if that's the case. But it, it's just a different way. Um, you're not gonna go. 12 and 4 the exact same way it's a different schedule um you know different places to play different adversity so you know if they end up at that point uh i wouldn't necessarily i wouldn't be upset and and, you know it's not to say um that they're exceeding expectations or underseeding expectations it's just that's the way it was this year uh and and hopefully it starts against the lions amen i'm on board with that so jake bring us back around Let's do a uh, let's actually focus on the game. I, I kind of took us off with a few questions, but uh, let's do it. Let's do a, a game breakdown. All right. I mean, yeah, we did a little bit already in the beginning. The Lions are top five in total yards and passing yards per game. So everyone, I mean, pick someone from this defense who needs to step up, who needs to be able to stop Matt Stafford because they're going to pass. And obviously, with those numbers, they're going to pass the ball. They're going to try and beat you through the air. So for me, I'm going to go with Danny Trevathan. He's got to be a rock in there, in the middle, calling out plays, addressing things, uh, picking things out. And he's got to be the leader of that defense more so than ever against the Lions. Anybody else can go. 
Uh, I'll go. For me, it's Eddie Jackson. And this is one that I've been waiting for. And I think we've all been waiting for it to see Eddie Jackson kind of have a bit of a breakout game. He had a very nice game against Denver early in the year. But since then, hasn't really been too much of an impact player, you could say. And I think the main reason for that is his lack of aggressiveness. Um, and I mentioned that after the Chargers game and some of the things that we saw there. I want to see Eddie Jackson get after it. We saw him have a pick six against the Lions on Thanksgiving you know one of the best plays of his career he just simply reads it jumps around so I think his preparation this week is the most important thing because the one thing he noted after that pick six in 2018 was he just did great prep the week before uh, that Thanksgiving game and he just knew that immediately in that formation when the ball was snapped where Matthew Stafford was going with the football so I'm expecting you know with what Matthew Stafford is as a quarterback his aggressiveness and his will to throw the ball downfield that Eddie Jackson is going to do his homework and understand where Matthew Stafford is going to be going with the ball and take advantage of that uh take advantage of some of his uh deep throws and and get a pick and maybe even take one of the house that's actually one of my bold predictions is that eddie jackson has a pick six um but you know for for this secondary to thrive against a, a very good pass offense it's gonna they're gonna need help from the safeties especially with the amount of deep shots they take downfield yeah um anytime anytime we we do this question i feel like i'm i always pick on the same guy but i'm gonna continue to do it um I mean, Leonard Floyd has to step it up. I, I, I'm, I'm, kind, I'm at the point where I'm just, you know, I, I'm, I'm losing, I'm losing my confidence in him. Um, exactly what, what Kevin said. The, the, the Lions love throwing the ball deep. They have the, the, the deep threats for it. You know, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, even Marvin, even Marvin Hall. Uh, <laughs> I, hate, I hate saying his name because I remember uh, when we talked about him earlier, we were like, ah, eh, you know, he could probably be good somewhere else, but you know, he's not very, he's not really needed. And that's still the case. Cause I mean, it, our, our problem isn't receiver, but you guys get my point, but you know, they, they love throwing the ball deep. So I, I don't even want to give him the chance to do so. I think there needs to be pressure on Matthew Stafford, um, you know, from the first quarter to the, to the end of the fourth quarter. I think, you know, if you bring pressure, uh, you know, I, I, I just Khalil Mack, Leonard Floyd, these guys need to be on their game. Um, you know, Khalil Mack is most likely going to be double teamed more times than not. So, you know, it's up to guys like Leonard Floyd. I mean, he he started off uh, uh, really well, I think. And, you know, he just I mean, ha have you guys been watching? I I, I haven't heard his I barely heard his name, uh, to be honest. I, I'm I've been very disappointed in him. Um, I think this is a game where he needs to step it up. Um, and, yeah, that's my guy, Leonard Floyd. Totally on board with that. Um, I was going to say outside linebackers in general. So um, there you go. And I'd, I'd be interested to find out if it's if it's the outside linebackers' faults or if it's because there's no pressure in the middle. I mean, in the end, if you're not getting sacks on the outside, like that's on you. But I mean, if you if you could blame the inside pressure, I I don't know if paid enough attention to make an opinion on that. But I don't, I don't have you guys noticed anything on that? That would that would be my step up though. Um, either I mean, outside I, linebacker I or the inside guys. Yeah, I think it's everyone. Honestly, I think everyone can do a better job right now. Um, you know, in, in those in the last you know, what is against the Eagles, Chargers, and Saints. Um, I, I know you guys have seen it. You know, we've been getting dominated in the trenches, like absolutely dominated. Um, you know, every team, every team, it seems like has been getting the the better of us. So, um, you know, just the front seven in general. Just, just I, I want to see you know, aggressiveness. I want to see them getting to the quarterback because I feel like we, like we mentioned earlier, I mean, we, we just, we lost that juice and I feel like that's one way to bring it back. 
Yeah, I mean, that is a way for – I mean, I think that's the perfect word for it, bring back that juice. I mean, that's what you need to see. This defense just looks gassed. They look uninterested at points, and I think part of that is because of the offense lacking so much. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 all of it. I mean, it's really it's really pretty it's pretty much all of it. Uh, other than the fact that I say they're not being aggressive, but again, it's hard to be aggressive and go full speed 100% when you're on the field 40 minutes a game. I mean, that's an absurd number. But I don't know if you guys watched Chuck Pagano's press conference this week. They did a coordinators conference uh, uh, with the media. We are not a week a day ago, um, and he was saying. You know, pretty much where we're at with the defense is nearly identical to 2018. They're actually allowing less points uh, throughout the year than the 2018 defense. So, to me, it's it's all about getting takeaways and getting aggressive. There's the one category they lack in is takeaways. 21 at this point in 2018, only 11 through uh, at this point through 2019. So, you know, that disparity is huge, and I think that's a main reason why uh, the defense isn't, you know, playing with. Uh, is is the reason that they don't look uh, the same as last year is because of those takeaways and the and the root of that is aggressiveness and just getting after it. So uh, you know everyone needs to step up and, and Chris mentioned it. The defense has been it's been good, but we need you know it, just the way it is with this team. We need to see takeaways. We need to be able to put the offense into a favorable position, especially when they're in a time of struggle like this. And that's how you're going to win football games. Most of the times, you know, this is just the way football goes. If you win the turnover margin, you likely win the football game. And that is pretty much just the tale for for most instances. So I think this is the week, too, where the Bears defense is going to have an opportunity to do that. And I'll keep reiterating that because of how Matthew Stafford plays quarterback. And it's not a knock to him. Not at all. I mean, Matthew Stafford's a fantastic quarterback, but just the way he plays, he's not afraid to throw it down the field. And that's where the the defense can take advantage of that. And that's why I mentioned Eddie Jackson being my impact player uh, on the defense for the game is you got to be able to get interceptions. And just with the just the way it is, just where the offense is at right now, you want to be able to put them into favorable positions because we necessarily don't have trust for them to move move 80 yards down the field uh, and have long extended drives and, and score points out of them. So if the defense can get the offense into favorable positions, then that'd be great. And it all starts with aggressiveness from the secondary, from the linebackers and from pretty much every unit. It's going to be tough. I mean, Stafford's putting yeah. maybe the best he's ever played, I think is fair to think about. So, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I, I still believe in this defense though. But I want to circle back to the offense because the Lions, as I mentioned, are giving up almost the most yards in the league. So there's going to be opportunity for the Bears to make something happen here because, you know, I I know yards per game isn't the most clean stat. I know there's a lot of variables there, but I mean, they're giving up the, the third most passing yards per game. And let me see the rushing right now. They are giving up. I think they might be dead last, if I'm not mistaken, or very close to that. And in, in, in rushing yards given up? I'm, yeah, they're 27th, 27th okay. in rushing defense, 31st in passing defense. Okay, right. all right. So, yeah, so I mean, there's no, opportunity it, there. I mean, you can make something happen. So I think we definitely probably see the run try to get established early and then do those RPOs and see if you can get Mitch on the move a little bit more. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just it just comes down to execution. It's you know they're they're just not playing well. Um, they're they're going up against a, a defense that that's been struggling themselves. So um, it's just 
it honestly just comes up to, you know, which part of the ball is going to step up. It's either their defense or our offense. Um, and, you know, I'm sure Lions fans are thinking the same thing. You know, uh, you know, our defense hasn't been playing well and we're going up against a struggling offense. And, you know, we can, you know, just absolutely just destroy them. So, I mean, it, it goes both ways. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, we're at home in this game. I, I really think that um, I, I really think that that this Bears offense can pick it up in this game. And, and like you said, uh, Jake, just establish the run early. Um, just make sure they, they respect the run and then, you know, it, it'll open up the pass game. Yeah, I mean, for me, like the 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 approach for this game shouldn't be uh, running the football. In my opinion, though, although they're the 27th rushing defense, it's it's got to be getting Mitchell to a hot start, and it's got to be throwing the ball downfield. And and you know, I would like to see balance as well. Obviously, you always want to see balance, and it's a really good opportunity. But get Mitchell out on the run, get him these RPOs, and spread the defense out. And and I. Th- think that's the main thing because with that will come a good running game itself so and another important thing uh, as we keep continuing to talk about uh this bears versus lions matchup is the, the chicago bears absolutely need to start off hot it has not happened barely at all this year the bears with a halftime lead are three and one with a halftime deficit are zero and four they don't win with a halftime def- deficit it just doesn't happen the way it's been this year they haven't had the the momentum and the confidence and the offense to get back into football games so well they, they've gone back into the games but not get over that hump to win so to me it, it, it's got to start off firing and you got to start off hot it's not one of those things where let's start with the run and then let's open up the secondary and open up the defense. I, it's got to be the invert, in my opinion. It's it's you start out, you come out firing, you start out deep, and then you commit to the run later. And I'm not saying that if they go up big, they should just stop being aggressive. But to me, that's you know the way they have to play it for this offense to be successful. Is you got to open up this defense first, and then you can start once you have a lead. You can start maybe wearing down the clock, wearing the defense a little bit more with Dave Montgomery, Tariq Cohen, and Mike Davis. So. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Would you like to see that kind of approach versus maybe the approach that other people are clamoring for, which is start off running the ball, wear down that defense, and then take deep shots down the field? Yeah, I mean, how they start doesn't really matter to me. I, I think my whole thing is it just needs to be balanced. I think they need to they need to make sure that the lines respect you know both the run and the pass. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of what they establish first, it doesn't really matter in my opinion. Um, but it's just they just have to get it going. And I think that's the bottom line. Um, and you just got to keep the defense on their toes. That's just my main thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be better, I guess, because if that defense is worn down, that that makes easier reads for Mitch and makes the game easier on him. So, yeah, I'm in on that. Well, I mean, well, basically – what I'm really just trying to get at is get off to a halftime lead. That that's the ultimate thing. I don't know if you guys know who Warren Sharp is and what he does with the Sharp Football Analysis. Uh, he does really really good work about personnel groupings and a lot of, like strength of schedule type things. And I was listening to his podcast today and he was talking about you know teams this year with halftime deficits versus halftime leads. You look at the 49ers, the Ravens, the Patriots, and I think one other team are you know those are three of the best teams in football are all winless with a halftime deficit. So. To me, you know, it's different with every single team, but the trends are showing that 
if the Bears can get off to a halftime lead, you know, from what they've seen and from what we've seen from pretty much other teams in the league throughout the year, they're going to have a very, very good chance to win. But if they get down to a halftime deficit, their odds drop very, very low and much further. Um, and I think when we talk about confidence and we talk about momentum, it has to start early. You can't, we haven't seen it to where they have the current mental strength to go down 7-0 and come back and take a lead like a 21-7 to lead late in the third quarter. I mean, again, they've, they've inched back, but they haven't been able to get over that hump and to me it, it has to start early and they have to get off to a hot start and against this 31st ranked passing defense to me there's just no better opportunity than in the first quarter to go downfield especially when you know your defense allows the least amount of points in the first quarter among defenses in the NFL so that just goes to show that this defense is so incredibly good in the first half but the offense isn't helping them whatsoever and that's the reason that they're going down uh, early so the Chicago Bears have to come out hot and they have to come out firing and it's not just from an X's and O's standpoint it's just from a simply getting your players prepared standpoint, not coming out flat. I mean, we, we know what coming out flat is because we had John Fox as our coach for, you know, X amount of years. And every single game we watched, I think from that, we knew the players were going to come out flat, but with Matt Nagy, you know, give a fire pregame speech or something, get these guys ready to go. Um, no better chance to turn around than now and, and get them coming out firing in that first quarter right away. I absolutely agree with that. Um, you gotta fire. I mean, you gotta start a fire somewhere. So yeah. hopefully that happens. There's gotta be some aggressiveness. But let's get to some score predictions. Let's see what the gang thinks. The gang makes a prediction about the Bears Lions game. <laughs> I'm gonna start, and then we'll go around. Um, I do think the Bears win this game. I think that. I just think that there's so much at stake. This team knows what's going on. They know what their position is, so they're going to try and make something happen. Um, I think we're going to see a really nice performance from a nice balanced performance from the offense. And I think the defense slows down Stafford just enough to pull out a win. I say Bears 24, Lions 21. Chris? Um, I literally had the same exact score, um, but yeah, it's I think um, I really think this defense is going to play well. Um, I, you know, Matthew Stafford's been phenomenal, like we said, but, you know, our defense at home, you know, it's just it, it's not a it's not an easy defense to play against. We all know that. Um, and, you know, as long as the offense just they just need to improve a little bit to, to get a win in this game, in my opinion. And with all due respect to the Lions, it's just I'm expecting our defense to get the better of their offense. Um, but, you know, in terms of our offense against their defense, they're both struggling. So, you know, it, it is a toss up as much as we we like to believe the Bears will get it going. It is a toss up. But, you know, it, it, this is the perfect opportunity. And I think Mitch will deliver. Um, you know, I think he has his teammates behind him and they still believe they all say they still believe in him. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see that on, on Sunday, you know, how they perform. But I, th this this team, I, I'm, I'm not giving up on them. I, I really just don't care. I'm not going to. Um, because of what we saw last year. So 24-21, um, and I would not be surprised if it comes down to an Eddie P field goal again. <laughs> you've said that a lot of times this year coming down to that late field goal and, he, and you've been right most of the time a lot of these games have been close uh, and they just haven't necessarily given him the chance that many times. Um, but I, I really like what Chris said and what both you guys said just about you know they still 
are this team from last year within? And I know I talked earlier, right, about this isn't going to be the same journey. It isn't going to be the same path. It's a little bit different. But when it comes down to the players in the locker room and the culture and the coaches, all of that is pretty much the same. So I expect it to be like uh, what it was in 2018 or some mirror image of that. And the, the this Chicago Bears football team, they're not built on – you know, they're, they're built on their culture. They're built on their culture 100%, and not every team's culture is the same. The New England Patriots culture is hard-nosed football. We're going to come up prepared, and we're going to play hard all 48, uh, all minutes. God, I'm, I'm starting off here. All 60 minutes to the game. Um, the Chicago Bears defense, the Chicago Bears culture, what theirs is, they're different. They're saying, we're going to come out, we're going to have fun, and we're going to play fun, aggressive football. That's their culture, and that's their identity, and they need to play with that identity on Sunday because they haven't played with that identity all year other than exception of the Washington Redskins game. And I think they played with that identity because they knew what the matchup was in place. And, you know, again, with all due respect to the Washington Redskins, they aren't a good football team, and they weren't a good football team at the time, so they knew what was uh, on the table for them. And Mitchell Trubisky wasn't able or wasn't afraid to attack that lower-ranked pass defense. So, to me, I see the same result happening in this game. I see Mitchell Trubisky going down field not being afraid and the Chicago Bears team playing with a lot of fun and a lot of aggressiveness so I'm going Bears 31-17 and hey you know what what we've been talking about all during this losing streak is all you need is one spark and all you need is one game to light the fire and ignite the team going forwards they're not eliminated Matt Nagy's been on a team a Chiefs team that was one in five and ripped off 10 in a row to make the playoffs I'm not saying the Bears are going to rip off eight, no, but I, I think they're going to get into a momentum and get into a groove. And, and like I mentioned last podcast, you win two games against the Bears and the next week against the Lions, you're sitting there at five and five in good position. So it's all going to start against this Detroit team. We're not giving up on this team. No one's giving up. Um, and, you know, you have a, a huge opportunity to make a statement to everyone that we're not out, we're not done, and we're just getting started for the rest of this 2019 season. Well, damn. Go off, Kevin. <laughs> hey, Josh, I mean, you, you, you know, you he left. Josh left. Oh, it says he's still. Yeah, in he, right. he yeah, yeah, he messaged us and he said he left. But actually, actually, oh, I have one okay. more question for you guys. Go for uh, it. If you guys don't mind, I got one more. And this is something okay. that obviously has been very prevalent on Bears Twitter, but also even made its way to ESPN. So in a in a um a press conference with Mitch Trubisky, I believe it was Adam Johns, uh, reporter, uh, who asked Mitchell about. You know, blinders and earmuffs, which has kind of been the phrase that's uh, Matt Nagy's been stressing all throughout the year and saying, you know, just keep your eyes forward. Don't listen to any outside uh, opinions or anything like that. So obviously the quote that we've all heard is Mitch Trubisky saying, you know, I just want to get some of these TVs turned off in House Hall uh, and whatnot, blinders and earmuffs and what he said. And people are really, really blowing it out of proportion. And, and it was on ESPN, Damian Woody, uh, analyst on Get Up, uh, absolutely ripped Mitch Trubisky to shreds from that statement. But I think people are just are just overblowing it. Like he he wasn't saying he's gonna go with a TV remote clicker, go to each single TV and turn it to like you know a, the Simpsons channel or something. That's not what he was saying. He was just saying that you know to contribute to the blinders and earmuffs uh, phrase that they just gotta keep their eyes forward and not listen to everyone else because quite frankly it is true everyone's you know not saying good things about the Bears and rightfully so. I'm not criticizing people for criticizing the Bears, but. As a player, it doesn't do you any service to listen to those people. And I think, you know, you can say how much Mitchell Trubisky doesn't have mental strength. That's not what it's about. It's just about focusing on what you know you have as a team and not letting other people bring you down. But I just want to, you know, hear your thoughts on that comment because it's kind of gotten a lot of attention recently. Yeah, um, it's 
when I saw everyone talking about it, I kind of just stayed away because, you know, my thing is when when things are going bad, it's just people just just cling on to anything to try to, you know, rip the team apart, which everybody's frustrated. You know, I get it. Um, and, you know, I guess I, I knew exactly what he was trying to say. I just feel like he could have maybe, you know, worded it differently. Um, but, you know, it definitely did get, you know, taken out, blown out of proportion, 100 um, percent. You know, it, it's just I, I my thing is, I don't care. I don't care about any of this. If he comes out on Sunday and plays a good game, people are going to forget about this whole turning off the TV bullcrap. And, and that's just what it, that's just what it boils down to, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, at first, I'm not going to lie. When I when I first read it, I thought it was bad and I was kind of mad but now that you know there's more context i i'm okay with it you know i i get that whole want to tuning everything out kind of mentality yeah i think it was just more of the, the way he worded it um because kind of what kevin said like he didn't mean he was going to go up to go up to the tv and just turn it off you know it's just <laughs> it's just the way he worded it that i think you know got people a little bit upset but like i said win this game on sunday and nobody's talking about this for at least probably the rest of the season if they can pick it up yeah and one other thing i want to see from this team is going forward i want teams to fear playing the chicago bears at home last year teams were fearful to come into soldier field and play this defense and be in that environment with the fans so you know the fans the city they got to be ready to go because this is soldier field is a hard place to play when the bears are a good football team it's just the way it is it's cold weather football you know the fans are loud the fans in chicago are ruthless so i want the bears to get back to being a team where when you come into chicago you know it's not going to be an easy victory and that hasn't been the case recently they've had some really really bad losses at home this year i want them to turn back into that home team from last year where you know what you're getting when you're coming to chicago you know you're going to get hit hard you know you got to pop a few ad fills before this game because it's not going to be an easy fight here in soldier field so i would love to see them get back to that home uh winning at home strategy and just coming out firing i mean matt Nagy last year what he would we, i would always see these videos from chicago bears saying let's protect this house this is our city like let's just go out there and show them what we're made of and i think i think they really gotta do that on sunday i think it's a great again it's a great opportunity against this lions team all of these things i think you have a great opportunity to fix everything and get back to who you are especially in this game and i talked about it in the past it, it wasn't necessarily there against a really good saints team it, it's hard to do that and get back to that identity with the saints team it's hard to do that with a team like the chargers who although they're not a, not necessarily the best team they're an afc team you haven't seen them in a while it's a little bit tough you go to philadelphia even tougher so at this point, against a division opponent who's struggling, you can attack and you can get back to who you are. And there's no better opportunity. So, and I think that's why we're all so positive about it. It's not like the Bears here are coming into the Chiefs, going to play the Chiefs or the Patriots right now, and it's going to be a tough matchup. And we're expecting them to do so well. No, this is a this is a game where they can 100% attack and get ready to go and start this momentum. So, I'm, guys, I'm ready, and I know you guys are too, because this, you know, at this point, after the loss. Everyone wants to count them out because you have to wait six days and hear all the overreactions. But once it gets back close to the game time, everyone's coming back in and they know they're going to throw that jersey on and watch the game on Sunday. And now I know you guys are too. So I think I think you got. I mean, we're ready to go. I think we're all ready to go and ready for this team uh, to take a win and and hopefully start this a hot win streak. Yeah, this kind of goes back to uh, to the, to the the saying that Danny Trevathan had last year come to the crib, get dealt with. I mean, it's that simple. I yes. want to see it happen. And 
And it's just that simple. You know, if, if this is th- these are games where they have to win, you know, these home games, divisional games. This is we talked about it th- throughout the entire podcast. It's just a hu- it could be a huge momentum swing. So, you know, the lines are coming to the crib and hopefully they get dealt with. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, we're all yeah, that's the, the thing, too. Thing. The, the Bears are one and one in the division. Like, this is not a team that's lost in the division. I mean, they, they've played two division games. They're split at one and one. So they still have ton of, uh, a ton of division games to go. Um, and it starts against the Lions. So, you know, hey, it's football. It's sports. Anything can happen. We've seen it happen in the past. You know, I'm ready to go. Let's let's go, baby. Yeah, let's get after it. I think this is the start, the potential to start something really cool and really fun. So we'll all be watching we all have wins, obviously, because I think we're all pretty optimistic about this matchup against an opponent that you should take care of. So that being said, we will see you guys next week. We hope we gave you something to look forward to on Sunday. We will be back with the recap early in the week. You know, we're here every week. We'll continue to be here. Might not be all of us. We had all of us today. Not a, a common occurrence, but... Hey, we're here for you guys. We know you're here for us. We're all watching the same thing, the same team, hoping for the same stuff. So as always, thank you for listening. And even more, as always, bear down. Bear down. Chicago. Yeah.